welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Stream Street Day. John, actually, I don't know. John knows. John is the guy who works it out. I'm joined by <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Don't put the pressure on me when I'm live. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm joined by Mr. John Scrivens in the chat. Um, he's joining me today to talk about what's on Warhammer Plus, which is really just me being like, I'm going to be live and talking to the Twitch chat and John, uh, because I've been painting 40k terrain. This is hopefully the very last last week of long slog in my life. Um, where <laughs> it's just, it's, but like, that's where we're at. I'm joined by John Scrivens in the house. John, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, I'm actually not at work at, uh, this week, which has been really nice. Because of the Super Series, I took some time off at the end of the month because I was like, I need to just not kill over and do a rob. You were tired? I don't want to have to go to a hospital. I'm, I'm, I feel tired despite not really doing that much. But it's been good. Like, I've actually done, done some painting. Like, I painted Ooh, some nice. terrain as well yesterday, Rob. A what have you statue. been painting? A statue of St. Catherine, which is the most useless piece of 40k terrain, but it'll look cool. Um, what, like, what is it? So it's the big, you know, the big angel statue for the sisters? How big? Hang on. I don't believe him. While you go find it, you show me. I'm going to well, talk to the Twitch chat and say, what up, Twitch chat? Boop, boop, boop. Uh, thanks for joining us live. Thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. Hey, what if you listen to the podcast? You're like hydrated, healthy. You feel good. Like you've got yourself some granola, maybe, or like a Big Mac. Any of those things. Some of the, somewhere between those two. Uh, and thanks to everyone on YouTube. You big thugs. I hope you're all well. Thanks by the way, Bobbin. I think I saw Bobbin donate five pounds to the show. I just want to say thanks and Disco Dolly for resubscribing and uh, Scriver for resubscribing. What any of those things? Uh, yeah. Go on, John. What? Let me see. There you go. Bye bye. That is useless. There you go. Is that for 40k yeah, it's terrain? Useless. Yeah, it's 40k terrain, but it's cool. Stick it on top of some use, some useful 40k terrain. Yeah, so it goes on top of a building because it's the um, Sisters of Battle Battle Sanctum. Their their faction terrain, which is basically just a ruin with this on it. Okay. Next Are you going to put but it on top like, of it? I will, but I, th I thought it was a nice excuse to use uh, some different effects because I've put, I think the term is verdigris, which is all like the oxidization on the the brass. That was fun to do. Okay. All right. Nice. What did you uh, learn? Did you learn a painting technique? I learned how to make it not look shit. I think oh. it's the way because it was using nihilite oxide. I should have used other paints and been clever, but I was being very cautious with it. So. Okay, that's fair. You know, it's like it's baby steps and all that. So. It is. It is. I um, uh, I was doing some stuff yesterday. I uh, I did one set of terrain. You guys might see in the far back hand corner there. I did a set of. So there's some. There's this incredible 40k design. I'm going to shout him out now. Uh, for terrain called Sacras Munda. Sacras Munda. Yes. Amazing stuff. Uh, and so that set is completely printed. In fact, actually, almost all of the 40k terrain here is going to have been done by Sacras Munda or would have been terrain sets that he's uh, designed and then we've printed. Um, so just super good. Uh, so that stuff I did good in stuff. kind of green, but I haven't done any washes on it yet. That's to be done. Uh, but that was with an airbrush and just a paintbrush. I yesterday then watched Dark Fantastic Mills video on um, uh, sponging. And I've tried, uh, does he have a website? Yeah, I'll find that. So I tried sponging on that piece of terrain over there, which was really awesome. Uh, that was good. Uh, I don't really love it at the moment, but I'm going to slap some uh, classic... Uh, Rob TM streaking grime all over that bad boy. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> gonna make that uh, a load better. So 
um, is that the Necron stuff? Uh, the Necron stuff is still being printed. In fact, I'll, I'll go find it, John. Uh, I found I'd... him. I found his patron. Don't you worry. Whilst you uh, were talking. Well, no, I just want to find the. Have you got the link to the most modern, the most recent, um, uh, the most recent Necron stuff, like the open post? Yeah. Yeah. Put that in the chat. That yeah. is. Oh my days! Isn't yeah, it good? <sighs> Chef's kiss. There yeah, you, yeah. There's a the patron so, link, guys. Uh, so you guys should go check that out because, um, anyway, again, not sponsored or any of that jazz by this guy. Like, that's not. Uh, oh no, I might have broke my the stream by opening that. It seems link. to be working. Okay. Seems to be okay, Rob. But anyway, yeah. Because what, what I like about his packs is if he does a theme, he then does basing to go with it. So if you're going for an army, like a Necron army. Yeah, I did break the stream. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. I completely it's lost beautiful. you. I lost you completely there. Give me another go on that one. What Sorry, I was say? just talking. I was just saying the uh, the whole thing of getting the themed bases, matching the terrain and everything. I really like that as a kind of a pack that they do. Because it's just like, if you're building that army, you've got a theme and you stick into it. And then you've got a themed board to match your army, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, John's a Necron. Uh, yeah, uh, that's so damn good. I, I love those. Some new packs have L-shapes too. Shadow Sun, me too. Uh, I've also got a bunch of Shadow Sun terrain uh, is the other stuff that I have. Um, but anyway, that's what that's what I've been painting at the moment. Uh, and that, yeah, that Necron stuff looks, I think, baller AF. So uh, big fan of that. Although probably not going to get time to get it all done like I would like uh, but over the next month to two months I'm probably going to do I'm definitely I've already I'm doing two boards of Necron Terrain anyway but I'm going to do like an additional few from these new sets because they just look phenomenal and I'm really happy with those um, oh thanks to Pragmatic for donating £29.69p to the show man fuck yeah fuck yeah 69 nice. I will use that probably on the the cost of the first Warhammer Plus subscription it'll probably cost about that thanks Pragmatic that's fucking super nice of you, raising money for a new laptop, uh, not laptop, computer, um, uh, because it's... Computer stroke. machine, yeah. to quote Nathan. Uh, anyway, uh, John, the thing we were going to talk about was Warhammer Plus <laughs> Twitch chat. Uh, I'm going to say hello to you. Um, how, uh, what, do you think, what do you think we're going to see today? You're a big comic guy, right? Yeah, so like, does the anime stuff like interest you, or do you think we're going to see like, where are you at? What do you think? It sounds really interesting, but I think the worst thing they could have possibly done is put it behind a paywall that's exclusive to just their customer base. Okay. Like to me, if you're going to do something that's kind of cool, vivid animation stuff that's kind of accessible, the last thing you do is hide it away, right? You put it on Netflix or somewhere like that, and then people stumble across it, and then you're getting them into the game potentially or at least curious i look at the what uh, uh, the witcher as an example i would not have even bothered playing those games but then i played i watched the the, the program i went this is pretty cool and then got curious uh yeah like uh, yeah i agree with you i think that there's there's some like business decision stuff that's like pretty yeah. pretty poor but do you know what like ultimately like that doesn't bother me because i'm not their business so i no. like give a fuck right um uh, uh and I, uh, I would say that for me personally, like I'm just quite excited about there being stuff for an existing customer. I dot e me. Yeah. Thanks, Warhammer Rob, for resubscribing. Big love to you. Um, uh, so, the Holy City terrain looks amazing, Chris. Yeah, everyone looking at that Sacrosmunda terrain. Uh, I'll we'll include it in the show notes for the show for you guys. 
at home yes, to watch. But it's super worth uh, looking at. Um, uh, but yeah, John, you're 100% right. 100% right. I just. But I think for us, a lot it's cool, right? Yeah, because like, established industry, like the established community is just going to get hyped up. And to me, I think it's a win for them because if we're watching a program about Tau, and then suddenly you start going, oh, actually, I quite like Tau. I've, I've never liked them before. I might go and buy some. And I think that's what their intent is there. And it's probably going to be quite healthy for them in that respect. People going, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop building some Eldar now. I like these. Ooh. Diadrin says after a week of issues getting my digital content in the 40k app my ticket has been escalated to the technical team with no ETA I feel kind of like I got put in the too hard hard pile today (laughs) and thank you Disco (laughs) Dolly for donating £5.69 to the show Um, uh, yeah the guys are still just checking out that terrain it's so good it's so so good so worthwhile um, if you have some printers to do the Sacrosmunda stuff so really happy with that um, uh, Darker Design says I'll pay vague attention until I find out how much the piss they're going to take about the price point. I mean, ultimately, like I like any, I like um, TV or videos is kind of the medium I I best absorb um, yep. stuff, and especially story based stuff. Basically, uh, learning I do better in person, but I'm just very excited about like just seeing some stories and whatever else it is. Like we could talk about the poor business decisions all day. Um, it doesn't affect me. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty hype, to be honest. I think what's what's probably uh, of of major interest to me is what stuff they haven't announced that's going to be behind the paywall. Um, you know, like and John, it's kind of like ties into you as a retailer. I think is a kind of yeah. interesting question. Yes, so, I I've, I've got a, a feeling that there's going to be a pre pre order system to it. Okay, talk to me about that. So the whole queue system they set up to stop scalping and stuff, that's got multiple uses, right? You use it to stop people scalping big box set releases, but also you can do it so that your My Warhammer accounts related to being able to see specific products. So they could do, like, you get first dibs on stuff, especially limited edition things. I feel like they might be trying to push that bit in because then everyone's going, well, I'll do it just because I might want some of these cool things. And then you forget about it, right? You forget that you subscribed and you go, cool, done. Yeah. Like AOL, um, my yeah. nan's still playing for <laughs> AOL discs uh, even now. <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> There'll be like a couple of Zoomers who are like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Um, sorry, Zoomers. The uh... <laughs> uh, so far they've cut out books, so they've cut out people buying digital copies of actual books of 40k. The next step would be things like getting rid of Audible. Well, okay. Yeah, let's take let's take, let's take them, let's take that, them right? one at, let's take them one at a time because I think that's also um, that's also something we're talking about. But let's just go back to what you were saying before. So, being a subscriber and getting exclusive access or early access to because they've already said they've already said exclusive models as well. So it'll be the situation where people will sub because they'll fear of missing out of getting a Catachan Colonel level exclusive model, and we're all suckers for that. A lot uh, of people I'm go not. absolutely nuts. I know you're not, but the, the vast majority of the community go, oh, but I just want one because I it's want weird, one. It's weird, though. That's the it's only logic weird, it, right? It's weird paying another 25, 30 quid. Like, the consumerism. Like, I don't want this to be that show because I think, obviously, we can all point ourselves, like, point fingers at ourselves, and definitely I can point fingers at myself in, 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 in my life. So I just like to talk about it. But the over-consumerism, I think, is... Um, 
weird. Like, like I love Christmas. Fucking love Christmas. Yeah? yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol, The Grinch. I get super into Christmas. I love Christmas. Christmas is my one. Right? Uh, and then, like, but I just think that the, the over-consumerism um, that we sometimes see inside the hobby where people are really just trying to like hit some endorphins by just purchasing a thing um it's probably it's one of the <laughs> yeah it's filling a hole like and i and i don't think it's i just don't think it's very healthy like no. and i think like like the oh i've got the limited edition new space marine you're like oh, dude like it looks the same man like do you know what i mean it's got it's like when they did what was it was it the 30th anniversary um sergeant they did and it was just an intercessor with an extra couple of purity seals, and everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> but they bought but them, that, and people bought them. They sold out, and just like, "What? This is just madness." It's not like <laughs> when they do a, a new orc sculpt, you're like, "Cool." As an orc player, this is something for me. But like a a weird Catachan <laughs> model, I'm like, "Cool, pass." Yeah, I just like. I think we should talk about that a bunch. Uh, hey, Smorgan, what's up? Uh, I buy them and then flip them for twice as much shortly after. Smart play. Um, hey, Grot Gang, thanks, Gitly, for resubscribing. Big love to you. Um, Shugo says, if I want an exclusive model, I'd kitbash one like the Free Guild General and Griffin. I'm converting to Lumineth. Uh-huh. There you go, Shugo. Like, yeah. uh, I know Games Workshop isn't he- interested in healthy, but the Honest Wargamer is a community. All of you are, I would like to think, a community that I'm a part of. We're a community. John's a community. And so it's worth just having that conversation out in public that, like, that exclusive access to to just one random new space marine is a little jarring to me um, because I think it's unhealthy. But, like, uh, ultimately, like, I think there's a good business decision and I think that's definitely something they're going to do, especially for early pre-orders. Yeah. And pre-orders are also something... Pre-orders are also something that's weird to me because the stuff... Like, because they've, they've unfortunately, over the past year, because of stock issues, they have created like a FOMO problem, right? Like a fear of missing out issue where you're worried, like me and John are orc players, right? So we want to get, I don't, I'm not too bothered about the Beast Snagger box for the models. So this is the upcoming orc box. But I am very, very concerned that I might not be able to get myself a physical copy of the orc codex. And it's only inside of that. And then we've also seen that there is no longer any physical copies of Age of Sigma, oh, sorry, digital copies of Age of Sigma books, or we haven't seen yet. Maybe tonight's where we're going to hear about it, where you you pay to be part of Warhammer Plus, and then you can get digital copies of books, because obviously they've removed them in 40k, which is huge, right? They must have made a shit ton of sales, John, on uh, that platform. So I'm assuming that they're going to have, that would be kind of like the, the thing that I'd like to talk about next, is I assume that we're going to see digital books announced again behind warhammer plus that's yeah. my assumption right and and it'll be you asked for this and we listened and it'll be like cool but you took them away <laughs> but they'll they'll come out as the hero to some people i imagine which be it's kind of good right at least there is an opportunity to then get the books whilst before zero because at the moment if you want to read the narrative you have to have a physical book if you want to read the, the lovely story behind a faction and understand them from that standpoint you have to buy a book and that's a bit of an obstacle if you're not near to a shop or it takes a while for things to ship because of all the shipping issues it's not you can't have such a knee-jerk reaction and go right i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe dip into this army so it's actually something that will benefit them in the long term having the digital again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i think i think i think digital is a good a good platform but i think one of the weird things is it'll be locked behind a paywall do you know what does anyone know what the situation is with itunes and apple anyway right like 
um, iTunes and sorry and Google Play. Like if if I buy something on the Play Store, do I do I own it forever or like what if the app goes? Is it's, it all it's gone? It's a license. I believe you've got a license to to use it. So some of the stuff's very like, if, like even like Amazon Prime videos and stuff. You've only got a license to watch it. Doesn't mean you actually own it. Own it. It's like technically DVDs are the same. You've got just a license to record to to play that disc. It's very uh, oh really flimsy. It's not actually ownership. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, let me see what everyone in the chat is saying. Are oh, the books uh, an important part of the independent store business? This is kind of why John's great to have on the show about it. I'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. That's a bit like heading out to a shop to buy something only to have to pay at the door to get access to it. Uh, although, <laughs> nightclubs. Uh, um, uh, like nightclub. Yeah, nightclub. As a nightclub promoter, I'm super, it's gonna be, I'm super on board with is, that. I'm super on board with that. Like, hey, can I come in and buy a beer? If you pay me money to come in and buy a beer. Why? Ah, I don't know. They've just let me decide that's the decision. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it would be, uh, I was thinking yesterday it would be nice as Marty Eight Hoy. Uh, They've been ages since I heard Scribble on the show. Welcome back, man. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I've avoided um, it. Shugo, I wouldn't mind paying like 20 quid or something for this server if I got access to all the content, give me access to all the books. Um, okay. So, one hundred percent sounds a lot like Season Pass. Don't pay for a promise, uh, says the Chef of Legend. I think that's fair. Uh, okay, John. So, um, exclusive access to uh, models and then potentially a paywall for digital books. Now, there's only one way that you can currently get digital books right now, and that's via Audible, just like you suggested. So, yeah. do you think, they, I feel like they're, if they're cutting out iTunes and they're cutting out book sales, yeah. I think they're 100% cutting out yeah. Audible. Do you agree? They know that we all have gone absolutely nuts for that. And like we all sub and don't even think about spending seven, eight pounds a month to get one uh, one book per month and you just you just pile them up and if they could have that instead why wouldn't they yeah i think that i think audible is that like but then will they take stuff off audible because if they will i'm thinking I of think just so really and everyone loses that and that will be cataclysmic because they've done no. that before when they um the dark imperium book when they were rewriting that they just took it down and didn't tell people why so people oh. they're going i paid for this book i want to I listen to it Wait, what's the, what's the situation? So they rewrote the timeline in the Dark Imperium books, and they've only just released the third one. Do you not hear about this? No, it was, I, it think was I, heard, I think I heard one. about it, but could you re-explain and it? To, could you re-explain so, it to the crowd? So, from my understanding, originally the the campaign that it's featured in it was meant to be set over two hundred years, okay. and they then realised shit, we've made this timeline too long, and then they've ter- I think they've ramped it down to just five. But then it meant the tweaked bits in that book. Book three, uh, book two, Plague War. They then tweaked a little bit, and then they've finally released the third one. Poor guy Haley, the author. If you ever saw his Twitter feed, it was just constantly people going, "Where's my book on Audible?" And it's just like, oh, "Grow up." <laughs> it's, just like, it's not going to be him that's making the decisions. He's just the writer. I but it, it was I, I didn't know a very that. yeah, and it was. I think it's because they then pushed it so that it was past the Indomitus Crusade. Yeah, so I, but they can't take they brand. can't take the things that you've bought off Audible off you. They just will. St- they just will stop you buying new things. Basically, I don't. I think they can remove books from Audible. No, though. they can't. Because they did with that one. So I'd like yeah, to but... be proven wrong, Rob. Because I've got a lot of books on Audible. <laughs> There's no way. No way. It'd be um... very bad. Um, bad publicity for them. I think more than anything. What if I spend hundreds of pounds on Audible books? Yeah. Um. Like, and then they just take them off. There's no way. There's no way that that's happening. I would say. 
Uh, there we go. Everyone else has the previous versions on Audible. Oh, good. But you couldn't um, re-download it, I guess, is the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, just I, think I, I, bought, I didn't download it, and I was like, fuck, I haven't got it. It's sat in, in this hole. I own it, but I don't own it, which is really frustrating. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Battlefield Gothic game was removed from Apple Store when I upgraded up my iPad. I lost it. Well, even if you paid for it, shut up. They can't remove the stuff you bought from Audible. Yeah, Gitly, I'm with you. Thank you. Yeah. They may give Audible owners a free copy on Warhammer Plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Well, um, I think, I like, because I'm going to probably later on today, because I've got quite a few Audible credits, because just like you, like everyone, it just ticks around in the background, right? It's one of those yeah. things, because just, it's just so, so worthwhile. Um, so, uh, especially, have you ever, you know, before, you, some of you might not remember, but before Games Workshop actually put the books on Audible, did you ever see how expensive each audio book was on the yeah. Black Library web store? 40, 50 quid, some of them, depending on lengths. They, they weren't Insane cheap. Insane money. Like, and you'd buy them on CD at Warhammer World, which is just like, cool. Why would I ever buy a four CD audio book? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fifty dollar dues a pop. Correct, born again, my child. So that's dollar do money. But um, so yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna spend today uh, going a bit nuts on Audible and just downloading them all. I think. Mm. Yeah, there is a desktop app for Audible, so you can put it on your computer if you want to as well. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. I struggle. I struggle a lot actually with audiobooks and always have done. But like, mm-hmm. I keep downloading the audiobooks because I'm like, oh, like, like I'm going to spend the rest of the day painting, and I'm like, cool. And I have been slowly grinding through Penitent. Um, nice. Like, uh, yeah, which has been really good. Um, uh, like, but like, I'm just bad at I'm just bad at audiobooks. I get too restless. I think I don't know why. Uh, so uh, yes, me ball says nothing stopping them leaving the books up for some purchase on Audible to catch new people and offering them as someone plus. Yeah, maybe they'll. I don't think they'll all be available on Warhammer Plus. Like you pay your subscription. This is kind of where it brings me to the next point. Do you think that there'll be different tiers for this Warhammer Plus, John? Like, Ooh, like, or do you think it'll be question. like a? Do you think it'll be like? Because I mean, so there's kind of a devil you do, devil you don't, right? Um. Uh. uh What's what's the question? Why did Ian Banks just come up? I've got like nine audible tokens spend and need to it sooner. Ian M. Banks, hundred percent the Culture War series. Herminista, not Ian Banks, Ian M. Banks. Although it's the same author, but these same author, stuff. but when he does sci fi he puts an M in his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Or Peter F. Hamilton is another suggestion from me if you want. Uh the Night's Dawn trilogy is my favourite series of books. Uh, just a quick FYI. Um but anyway, my point is is like so let's say I want access to the forty K app, John, right? Yeah, and only that. Yeah, fifty. Yep. Like, let's call that five pounds, which yep. it is now, right? But then I also want the Age of Sigmar app. Another five pounds, or five pounds for both. I then the animate. Then the then the animations, right? I want the animations. Okay, that's fifteen quid. But then, do I buy the app on top? Is that twenty quid? Is it thirty I, I quid all in? Point out how they're gonna do it. Huh? They're gonna they're gonna do it where you've got three apps because they don't want to assume everyone's going to want it but also if they can rinse a little bit of money out of someone by having both apps job done what do you mean do you think it'll be so paper it'll, you think it'll, it'll be paper it'll, it'll be subscribed for the two systems apps and then it'll be like an amazon prime disney plus level subscription for um warhammer plus separate to that which gives you different stuff okay so maybe by having Warhammer Plus, it opens up having things like 
I know this isn't going to be a thing in Age of Sigmar 3, but as an example, like the way that you get War Scroll Battalions currently in Azir, if you've got the book. So having that sort of level of content unlocked for you by having Warhammer Plus. So the extra bits that you didn't normally get, but yeah. in the app that isn't related to it, if that makes sense. So it'll be all based on your, your My Warhammer account. I can see that's what they'll do. They'll just do all this weird kind of, you look at it and go, ah, fuck it, I'll get all three. Okay. And then, then they've got 15 quid coming out of your bank rather than just a tenner. Uh... <laughs> and then you forget that you're subscribed, and then six months down the line when you've not used any of the apps, you're still paying for it. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's interesting, right? Because I think if they if they give themselves... Because it's in an interesting place. Where are you going to put each one of those price points? Or like, are you going to give everything away cheaply for a tenner a month? And it's like you get everything all in. In which case, like, amazing, right? Yeah. yeah, like you get the 40k app, the animations, any other content, whatever. Like your exclusive access to the web store. That's going to be a tenner. Or is it going to be like... I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I just think I, I can't see them producing enough video content to justify that in its own right, having its own subscription service. Because you look at Disney Plus, and the minute they've not got the latest and greatest Star Wars program or a Marvel program, people will unsubscribe. Yeah, and that's a people. That's a company with such a vast repertoire of content, and Games Workshop are nowhere to ever compete with that. So they're, they're going to really struggle to retain people just purely on the animation. So I think that is going to be part of multiple different things that all combined make it as a whole. Okay. All right. Um, let me just says, uh, uh, agreed. This is what, um, do you think we're going to see White Dwarf get attacked on? Colonel Cabbage, I play on fashionable armies. I get one book every three years. I doubt they can make uh, a, a good service enough to appeal to me. Um interesting a subservice that's uh, uh that's good yeah. enough for him okay yeah. but like don't, don't you want to watch the stories i want to watch the stories right the animations i mean they look a bit rubbish <laughs> like they that's varied fair. i think i think there's John. some of them i look at and go that looks like a early 2000s John. dawn of war John. entrance video i get it i get it you and me if we could me and john we'd still be wearing some baggy jeans and we'd be shocking out to limp biscuit right but that doesn't mean no, it was I the height would. of class it doesn't mean you it's the height of class, John. Yeah, I hate and biscuit. You hate you Limp Fred back. Durst is the Fred Durst is making a comeback, you know, with the Zoomers. Yeah, you don't think he's so? Probably a Repu- he's probably a Republican as well. <laughs> what's, your, what's your problem with What's your problem with uh, um, uh, Fred Durst, man? Because it's all about you. the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, Sorry, I was I was more of a corn player. I was, I was like, I like corn. Uh, so just a quick one, Kill Panic, who's in the chat, has asked for a sidebar on the best um, Peter F. Hamilton to get into, uh, and the uh, and I've suggested the Knights Dawn trilogy, Knights Dawn trilogy, which is my favourite sci-fi trilogy of all time. It's incredible. Reality Dysfunction, which is the first one, um, is forty-one hours long. Uh, what is this, Lord of the Space Rings? If it helps you out, Kill Panic, uh, I read a little bit of background. It took him ten years to write the trilogy, um, and it's super worthwhile. It's like it, it's the Lord of the Rings in space, effectively. Only there are like organic ships and um, and all sorts of stuff, and it's fucking wicked. So if you uh, do that, do that. Uh, Limp Biscuit is the worst. Says Tomb King Tristan. Listen, Limp Biscuit had their place. Yeah, yeah? in the bin. You haven't tried Jeez. DJing to drunk people at two a.m. Yeah, the energy's getting a bit low. They need something coming up, and there's nothing like rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, all right. That's not my fault. You drink. 
Yeah, you're stupid. You're dancing to it. I put that on at 2 a.m. and you're pissed, John. You're dancing. No yeah, question. I know. And that's why I don't drink anymore, Rob. Right, to that okay. level Because no one needs to see me dancing to Roland. <laughs> and that's a promise. Because <laughs> it's not dancing. Okay, well, let me know, Kilpanic, how you feel about it. So, anyway, um, uh, and we know uh, what was what someone in the chat said. uh, Connery says that you're dead to him, and I think that's super fair. Um, uh, What else? What else are we expecting from this? So, Um, exclusive exclusive minis. They, I think, one of the teasers they showed saying his family days till this preview that we're all so hyped for. I think yesterday's one was a silhouette of a model. So I think there's going to be some sort of Chaos Space Marine. So we might finally get some new Chaos Space Marine stuff for the first time in a couple of years. Um, the uh, Yes, we might see that. Um, how do you feel? So uh, now this is this relates to you. How do you feel as a store owner going back and looking over a couple of these little things? Number one, how do you feel about exclusive models that like don't really benefit or help your store? I guess that's already happened already, so you don't give a yeah. shit or... It's it's frustrating because like good example Dominion they yeah. they pushed so their uh, sales team push us as retailers like come on guys stock this we'll sell loads of it together it'll be great here's some exclusive stuff you can have to help sell it that we'll have in our shops as well but don't worry our online store is going to have some exclusive stuff that we'll offer people so we'll snipe sales from you and they've done that a lot right. and it does great I've got to admit like even if it's something shite really like realistically six gold little coin things for command points are not something that's going to change like change your gaming experience but people are still oh i've got to order it from them because i need those it was the same with uh 8th edition 40k people like i I want the tracking things it's like no one ever uses them the jokes on them they paid full price for something that they didn't need (laughs) and that that stings As, as a retailer you're like cool so you snipe and i think that's the problem they're getting to this point where in the 90s they did this with uh independent retailers where they they pushed it so hard that they had to stock so much but then they'd still have exclusive stuff and that caused a lot of kind of butting heads and i think we get we're going to get to that point now where there's going to be the situation where like bellacore is an example i couldn't get a copy of bellacore the actual model ordering on the first day i could order it but my local shop that opened a week later had five copies of him so is, that, is that good or not good? Well, it means that they they've been keeping stock for themselves. But then it's if, okay. Can it's, we? It's that weird situation, right? Where okay, can I can I can I can I, can I say something that I haven't said on air yet, and it's been bubbling, bubbling yeah. at the surface yeah. for a while, and I want everyone to take this the right way. So I'm going to try and be really specific about it. All right, okay. Stores who purely exist yeah. or yeah, only exist um, okay, let me get popcorn stores that purely exist or only mainly exist because of the profits that they make from selling Games Workshop product as a third party retailer yeah. have set up a bad business correct yeah, right, because like at any point they can just remove the product like so uh yeah. like i don't understand i think it's a bad setup for a business i think like yeah. only only this is only games workshop specifically because i mean it's kind of the market leader i think in a load of other ways in a load of other ways 
you aren't really like if you uh, uh, John actually you're 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 a retailer so you'd be able to give me yeah. better better experience of this. You know when you get in other game systems stuff, yeah. Does that more feel like it's like a flavor like? It. Yeah, huh? you, you try it and it's like as well. It's interesting for me because I'm primarily a toy shop, so outside of the games workshop stuff and a little bit of magic and a bit and tons of Pokemon, we don't really go into kind of the hobby side of things. But my kind of dabbling with it, like I tried Star Wars Legion, I tried Marvel Crisis Protocol, put them on the shelf, people are really excited, but they then they don't ever come back for it. So it's one of these weird things that unless you've got that diversity as as your business model, you're going to struggle anyway. Like, have you ever seen railway shops recently? Comic uh, shops, they don't no. tend to just sell comics. They all diversify because they need it. You can't just be a, a hobby shop that only sells one product range because... It's just bad business. I think it's bad so business. It's like, that, it's, and it's also, why dangerous. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you sell Vallejo as well as as well as Games Workshop paints? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or like whatever, like yeah. So what, but not only the choice. That, why wouldn't you sell? Why wouldn't you sell? Arguably, in some ways, better products. Better paint. Yeah. yeah. So a good example of that is you go to Firestorm Games. They they have some toys. They sell lots of different card games. They sell every type of wargaming figure you could imagine. And loads of different hobby stuff, and you go in there, and it's it's an overwhelming experience, and that is what you want to go and see. Yeah, you don't want to go and go like, cool, you got some magic cards, you've got a handful of graphic novels, and oh look, you got the Warhammer default stand, which cost you five grand of stock that eventually will sell great. Yeah. Anyway, I just think I think yeah. I think the the take for that is is not to criticize local gaming stores at all. I just think relying on like if it's like we're going to go out of business because we only mainly make money off games workshop stock is a weird yeah. take like and it's a weird business strategy to 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 go along it would yeah. be my argument right um and then i guess kind of my follow up from that is like is that diversification like you said is is really useful but like if it's stuff that people aren't going to buy like which i think is also one of those things um uh one of those issues like when you're getting into bed with games workshop because they're like they're going to sell you sometimes just like a a pile of shit like and hope that you resell it right and maybe the difference of selling a couple of boxes not a couple of boxes actually quite a big deal you know and i'm sure i'm sure everyone everyone wants you to stock their stuff um but why wouldn't you and also i don't know why local gaming stores aren't just becoming 3d printer factories i really don't see like i honestly like Like, if I owned a local gaming yep. store now, I'd just be like, cool, I'm not going to buy the next Games Workshop set of stock, whatever that is. I'm going to put that yep. all into 3D printers and just start printing shit that people want. Um, so, like, that's where I'm at, right? And, and the interesting fact is, if that is your business model, as, as a markup, their range is not the most um, exciting. Oh, you don't, make, you don't make a ton of money on the markup? Yeah, the markups, it's all right, but some some of the toys that we we sell, for example, are like sixty seventy percent off, and that's our shite toy markups. Games Workshop stuff's only just over fifty. It's not great. It's not great. So if that's your entire business model, one order too many, you're in trouble. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, I just the only reason I bring it up is because like um, I don't know how relatable it is. It's like Audible, right? Audible are never going out of business with Games Workshop taking their stuff off of them. Yeah, no. they're smashing it. They're doing great. Um, it's like. But I also th- I also think like I think that that disconnect between local gaming stores and Games Workshop like is something that's going to come more to the front in the future. Like it's like you know um, they 
like you know you might want to you might want to for your hobbyists you might want to stock resin bases but they're not usable at games workshop tournaments anymore right so like yeah. your your business um for like lo- i don't know i just think there's a there's a yeah. there's a lot there um and i think uh, i think ultimately the the disenfranchising of local gaming stores away from games workshop as much as possible is actually better for the hobby yeah for the hobby because and the reason I say that is because I think that you can you can spend you can either get more for your money or you can spend less for your money in your local gaming store and you can get better products be they battle mats terrain paint brushes fuck what else do we use glue flock yeah all um, these things and quite often even everything if you're other the than minis GW things even right? if you are buying the latest GW stuff they still win if you buy it from your local guy uh, that's the thing. So if you are going into a shop and exploring all the different ranges, if you're still wanting to pick up the latest Battle Tome, and you did, if you're buying the Tufts from that guy that aren't Games Workshop ones, no one's losing. Everyone's winning, including you buying it. So Yeah, yeah, Tufts, that's the one. Yeah, exactly. Tufts uh, are the best. Uh, right, anyway. So yeah, like Warhammer Plus seems, seems like it's going to be an, an interesting thing. And it will, yeah. definitely, it will definitely also give us an indication of where they pl- what they plan to do for the next few years. Like if I was a local gaming store, I would be keenly interested in what they're doing, right? Yeah. It makes me a little bit curious whether it's going to push less sales on books because locally I found that there was a slight fatigue in books. Um the, the whole Psychic Awakening pushing books out seemed to have an impact on how quickly people picked up the Bellacor, kind of all the Broken Realm stuff. So I feel like a lot of the time now people are going to be apprehensive to buy books. And that won't necessarily punish Games Workshop as much as the little guy that only like, will get in one copy. If that one copy sits there until it's not actually a viable book, it's completely dead stock. Oh shit, yeah, I forgot about the books. Yeah, you get made to buy books. You don't get made to buy books, so, in, right? Like a good example is when the Loom, the first Lumineth book came out, yeah. to buy the dice because people wanted the dice to limit how many copy, how many, how much people bought the dice. It was for every two books you got one set of dice. I've got two what, of that Battle Tome. Yeah, so I've got two of that Lumineth Battle Tome on my shelf because of the dice I needed for customers. But you didn't. And need then three months later, you just tell the customers had, to fuck off. That's 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 my job though, selling stuff to customers. If they ask for something, I get it in for them. And then I was like, it's fine. This book's got a few months on it. Three months later, we're in lockdown. Three months after that, they released a new book. Nah, who could have known? <laughs> well, I mean, who could have known? You now. But I'd forgotten yeah. about that. Yeah. So you guys, yeah. like, so local gaming stores must have like a bunch of books that they buy that then eventually go out of date and they can't sell, so, right? The first stinger for that was people would come in asking for the the indexes in eighth edition. Right. And it got to a certain point in the edition, obviously, like, as books became more and more, like, everyone had a codex, that there was there was a definite time where they weren't needed. But you still had people asking, like, until GC the Cults came out, you'd still get people asking for that specific one. Not that often, but then you'd get shops that have a couple of these left. Right, that stinks. Okay. If that happens every kind of couple of months, you get something like that that sits there. It just sits there. With the uh, retail ther- theory by Rob, you tell the customers to fuck off. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. And that's why think... Rob is a was a, a a DJ and a, a club event manager instead of a, a shop manager. <laughs> <laughs> Can I wear these sandals inside, mate? No, fuck off. 
Why? What about these sliders? I've got I don't give socks a shit. on. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not my fault. There's glass on the floor. Although mainly glass on the floor isn't really much of an issue anymore because there's a lot of like perspex and stuff. But that's a different conversation. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm trying to flog the OG Lumineth book for a five. I say, shoot, go. Do you not get store credit? Someone's saying you get store credit for. Can you return the stock? So it's it's not on sale or return. The only th- so when you see in like any little shop, they've got that little stand of Games Workshop stuff. That is the um, the foundation range, right? Basically, if anything gets taken out of that, you get a credit for that one thing. So, for example, say Codex Space Marines is always in that. Okay. Each month, you have to guarantee to them that you've got the stock. You say to them, "Yeah, we don't need a top up. We've got all the bits that are in that. Fine." Then when they say, "Right, this month Space Marines Codex is going." You give them the barcode off the back of it, and you get a credit for it. You then have to stock the new one, though. Right. Okay. Oh, so, so, when, so, so, when... so if it's core range stuff, they'll they'll reimburse yeah. you. Yeah. But it's it's dependent on the, the the level of shop you are. So they've got about four different levels of it, including the paints. So it please tell me that confusing. they're like ba- tell me that they're based on like animal names. Like the top one is like Space Marine or something. No, they're like foundation and advanced and three six. Oh, boring. Come on, you're doing something in world. Sorry, Rob. This is really exciting, but um, fun fact: I don't think the sales team generally actually play the game. They're yeah, normally obviously. bilingual people that have no interest in the game. They're like the Wolf of Wall Street. I've met them all. Uh, oh, they're terrifying. They're lovely people, but not when they've cornered you and they go, "You want more Dominion boxes, don't you, John?" I'm like, "No." Yeah. But like, but the other thing is, and 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 I want to make sure everyone knows that I'm not dunking on local gaming stores, and in fact, it's the opposite. I would like to see local gaming stores flourish. I actually think versus Games Workshop, their brick and mortar stores are probably in a really bad position, and I think local gaming stores. Previously, local gaming stores were tied to manufacturers for their products. Doesn't matter if it's Warhammer, Bolt Action, whatever. Local gaming stores can now seize the means of production via 3D printing, and they have the capacity to do that. Really, I see local gaming stores, like I saw Gorka Morka say earlier in the chat, becoming places where you play and you have some food and you drink and you hang out. And like the the store element is is much more to do with like the the I I almost see them as like bars and clubs. Maybe that's just because it's my personal like me approaching that in that way but I, I i feel like that that's the 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 future for local yeah. gaming stores because also like they're like out in bumfuck nowhere like if you're in like whatever island tristan's on in the middle of canada no one's gonna give a fuck what you're doing you can print all the terrain that you like and make it so it's wicked for you know the people in the like in your little area um you can 3d print models from designers who you've got the rights to print from i'm not saying rip off games workshop i'm saying design print other models and someone's like hey there's these space warriors that i've printed can i use these marines and the guy's like fuck yeah i don't give a shit like it gives a fuck like do you know what i mean like it's it's mental that um especially from like a game of fantasy john like, again, like i've got um i've got some little murlocs i don't know if that's oh, really God, the right description Merlocks, but you know you, you know anglerfish and murlocs yeah so i've done a i'm doing a 3d uh, a fully 3D printed Eidneth army. And my thralls are just going to be these fucking sweet ass 3D printed like Murloc dudes. Yeah, with little angular eye and stuff. You're going to have yeah. to have a little audio box that just does the, the Murloc voice yeah. every time you move them. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, my point is, like, um, it's going to look fucking rad, right? It's going to look rad. Hey, John's wife. 
Oh god, I've got a wife on me. Okay, that means we've got to go. Famous. We've got to go. TV. You are famous. That's correct. You've helped. Jo- you've helped John live. <laughs> you can go now. <laughs> Did you buy the toilet roll, dear? Good. There you go. Uh, but anyway, my point is, John. Sorry, is that I'll never be able to take that ten minutes down the road to the Games Workshop, right? Because because no. Warhammer World, because that's where I am. But I could play at my venue forever, and I could go to like an event. Pretty much anywhere in the world, unless they're a fucking arsehole. Yeah, yeah, I and think, like they, they'd I be like, "That's a cool theme." And you're why... in a very unique place, though, Rob. Uh, by being in Nottingham, you're, you're actually very close to the problem. Whilst for me, it's only if I want to go to a GW event at Warhammer World or travel up there. Generally, it's not even a thing. Like for most of us, it's just like cool. Not needing to have third-party things doesn't really factor in my uh, in my hobby at all. How do you mean? Unless I want to go to Warhammer World, and that's the only time I'd ever. And I, I hate to tell you this, Rob, I've been in Warhammer World playing casual games with Cromlech backpacks. No one said anything, even at their events. Well, you can get on the hobby roundup, can't you, with all the, the 3D printed models. With the 3D printed models. That Someone did that recently, so didn't they? They had uh, they had their 3D printed models. Some heresy models. stuff, wasn't it? Some yeah. heresy stuff. Uh-oh. Um, see. It's all good. Uh, uh, using uh, so uh, indie shops need an indie tournament scene that allows printed pieces and resin bases as Disco Dolly. I'm with you. I think that that's... Uh, that's also true. Uh, I don't get why you would ever go to a UK tournament circuit. Huh? A UK tournament circuit for over here. That'd be good. With Zach points. <laughs> I'm seeing him on Friday. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, just in the Games Workshop tournament pack, that they struggle the markets as Disco Dolly. But not everyone will. Like, no. and, and, I, nor, and I won't. So even if I've got to be the last holdout, the last brown, the last brown coat at the edge, yeah, on Serenity, I'll do it. Um, right, John, you got to go. So it's been lovely talking to you. Indeed. It's been great. Um, I'm curious to see what happens at, as a result of this. We'll so be doing a live show, we back a live react tonight, oh. 6 p.m. I'm bummed I can't be there, but unfortunately, I'm playing Warhammer. Well, that's. I mean, that's probably better to be honest. Uh, probably, I'm probably going to be less. In fact, no, I'm probably not going to be as disappointed because I know that I'm going to get my face pushed in by the new Admex. So it's fine. It's fine. You'll have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be doing a live Warhammer. P- we'll be doing a Honest Wargamer Plus for uh, for Warhammer Plus. Oh, <laughs> so that'll be later tonight. So join us at like five thirty. Um, uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the donations. Thanks for the subscriptions. Thanks for uh, being on the Honest Wargamer Twitter or not Twitter, Twitch. Uh, and also Patreon. Thanks Sweet. to the podcast guys. Stay hydrated. Bob, and thanks for the donation, by the way. Um, uh, loads and loads of love. I'll see you guys later. Uh, thanks, John. John, you got any shout outs before we go? Uh, shout out to Smorgan. Okay. Because I'm enjoying some of his interactions on, on the Twitter sphere. It's been quite fun. Hey, there we go. And I'm out because I can't dunk. Loads of love. <laughs> thanks for listening to Honest Wargamer. See you soon. <laughs>